Welcome to the Stream of David on Om Times Radio with best-selling author, channel, and creator of the Taya Spiritual Practice, David Strickle, shares the eternal wisdom of the consciousness called the Stream. Prepare to have your mind blown and receive clarity on your life and the universe like you perhaps never have before. And now, your host, David Strickle. Welcome to the Stream of David Show. I am here with Matt Garden. Hi, Matt. Hey, David. How are you? Hi, everyone. Very, very good. Uh, that's the new shorter introduction. What do you think? Hey, I like it. It's punchy. Yeah. Time has Short, shorter. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, we had the longer introduction when we were new to Ohm Times just to sort of yeah. introduce the idea of what the show is and, and how it's all about. And I think we've done that now. And mm -hmm. We have lots of great listeners, which I appreciate very much. Yeah. And I, I don't think they need to sit through such a long introduction. They just, hey, it's it's this is David and Matt show. <laughs> yeah, a lot of times it is the David and Matt, Matt show. show. Yeah, the crazy David and Matt. So what's new in your world? Uh, we had a long weekend here. So it was a, Monday was a public holiday. It's Tuesday morning for us. And it was one of those perfect weekends where for three four days the weather was just absolutely stunning like yesterday was hot um like pushing 100 um in your fake weather measurements and um today it's raining <laughs> today so you're it's speaking raining, to me so in, in in pathetic fahrenheit i see ah, oh. so it gave way to, to yep. rain i would love for it to rain in southern california or california period you know this the state is on fire because we've had no rain and I live in the desert, so it's it's uh, really impactful. Not with fire here, other than smoke, but just the heat. You know, 100 degrees yeah. plus in our in our stupid uh, way of measuring temperatures. You say um, <laughs> every day, and it's been this way for months now. And I'm just ready for it to break and have a little chill in the air. We get a little bit of that at night, but but not what I want during the day for sure. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm yeah, working on. I'm sorry. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm working on the uh, the Taya book, as you know, and I'm actually going in. And, and for those of you who haven't heard me talk about this, I, I am writing a, a Taya book uh, right now. The working title is The Taya Practice. I've been working on this book for two and a half years. I have finished the first draft. Uh, and now I'm kind of going back in and re rewriting and polishing. And Matt has added some questions to the book. There's some of my uh, Taya Mastery people have put placed questions in there. And Matt's questions, <laughs> I, think I, I think I messaged you and said, what were you on exactly when you asked these questions? <laughs> yeah, my There's some deep... told me not to answer that question on public radio. Uh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So it was, it, there were just, there were really deep, interesting questions. And I can usually get into channeling mode and read a question and, and sort of interact that way. And I love sitting at my laptop, you know, on the sofa. For some reason, I can't write at my desk. I have to go out and sit on the sofa and um, and, and just pound away, you know, it, it, it channeling uh, in, in written form, the typing. And the answers just flow as they always do in conversation, usually. But some of these questions were so deep that I didn't fully comprehend them. And I couldn't really get an answer from the stream. I told Matt that they needed to be in conversation form. So maybe you can throw some of those uh, our way today uh, and, and, and have these these super deep conversations or we can save it for another time if you want. But there were interesting questions for sure, but we're really getting into layers of reality and, and dimensions and all of that sort of thing. And the book is not really about that. The book is about the Taya practice, but of course the Taya practice is an all-encompassing spiritual mindset practice, a lifestyle, if you will. So there, any question can be relevant to the practice Especially exactly. if you're understanding layers of reality and how, how our thoughts impact that. Yeah. Uh, and it's true. And I think the more you understand reality, the more you can understand the nuances uh, of it. Uh, so I'd, I'd like to get into some of the deep questions, of course. And I'd also like to talk to um, the stream about Stoicism, which is, you know, the, the, the Roman philosophy uh, uh, of the Stoics. And uh, I just thought it was a really nice maybe a really early incarnation of, um, of Tyre, because there were four pillars as well. Um, one of them was, was balance and not being too attached to stuff, and the other was seeking wisdom. Um, I listened to a podcast about that over the weekend, I remembered while you were talking. And um, yeah, some fa fascinating stuff from like two and a half, three thousand years ago, you know, like before, around the time Christ was born, these, these Roman philosophers were uh, 
we're trying to understand how to live a more a purer life. Hmm. Um, so it'd be good to dive into that too. But yeah, lots of interesting questions for the stream today. Yeah, good, good. So you'll have to turn me on to this uh, podcast that you listen to because it does sound like it's, it's something that's kind of akin to and Taya. Taya is the modern age version of perhaps. Uh, but yeah, yeah this, the, these tools have been delivered to different teachers in different ways over the years, I'm, I'm sure. And Taya, they're just packaged in a, in a unique way, I think. And, and, and yeah. you, you know, we've, we've created tools that work in our modern world with eternal law with universal, yeah. eternal universal law. And, and because those laws don't change, but the yeah. way we perceive things and the way we react to things and the way we utilize things in a physical environment certainly changes. Yeah. Exactly. That's why there's, you know, there, there are these ancient texts and these ancient practices that don't necessarily apply to our modern day way of life because they're ancient. <laughs> they're exactly. not eternal. They're ancient, which means yeah. they're of, to me, they're of earth. They are just older things of earth that have elements of wisdom in them, but they were for a different time. And here we are up to speed with the time that we're in, or, or hopefully up, somewhat up to speed with the time that we're in, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> in, interesting, <laughs> interesting times. Though. So I'm working on the book proposal now, and, and you have to sort of define, you know, who the book is for. And I the, the book could be for anyone, certainly, but certainly for people that are on a spiritual journey trying to understand what can often be a very confusing uh, big tent of spirituality. People that are trying to understand universal law because the law of attraction is, is thought of as this materialistic thing. You know, people that aren't even necessarily what you would call spiritual are students of the law of attraction who want to figure out how to attract a lot of times money and, and things, you know, that material things to themselves and, and use yeah. it, quote unquote, that way. And I want to make sure that everybody understands that Taya is, that's a component of Taya, but it's a tiny component of Taya. Taya is not about that. Taya is about, you know, having joy and clarity in your life first and foremost, and really understanding what humanity is all about, what positive and negative are all about, and how to apply these laws in our lives so that we have great clarity on our purpose in the world personally and, and for humanity and for planet Earth. And when you understand that purpose and you understand vibrational flow and the value of both positive and negative, then you have a whole different life perspective. And to me, that higher life perspective is what brings joy. It brings joy for me, at least. Mm, absolutely. Um, and I think you're absolutely right, David. That, that kind of understanding just how important joy is I don't think we realize how important it is to be happy and to be up your spiral, but like really up your spiral, not just fake pretending up your spiral. Because um, that's where everything starts to flow. Um, you know, that's where stuff starts to unfold and starts to um, um, at, at, at work more easily for us, you know when you start to get into that sense of vibrational flow and just starting to relax when you're feeling frustrated and really savor it when you're feeling when you're feeling happy you tend to move down the river um, quicker well it's to me it's it's getting to this place where you really trust the universe to pamper you as i like to say to take care of you mm -hmm. so much so that you're not attached to anything or any outcome and when yeah. you get to this place where you're not attached to any material thing or any outcome or any state of being, you can be joyful regardless of what's flowing through your life in the moment. Mm -hmm. Even if it's not the mainstream version of beauty and perfection, you can appreciate that the time period that you're in, that this, this is what your life is manifested right now. And you've either manifested to kind of coast and enjoy or to learn something from or a combination of both. Yeah. Yeah. And when you get that, then exactly. life, you, you lighten up about your life quite a bit. And that's, that brings joy to me that, that just clarity of purpose is my favorite manifestation, uh, much more so than any material thing or even relationship or anything else. Just that, that it, it's any, any situation is okay because it's what you've manifested. And the more we push against things, the more we empower them. And we're seeing, uh, there's a great example of that happening in the United States right now. You know, we have a leader that some people love and others do not. 
<laughs> and the ones that do not tend to focus most of their attention on him rather than what they want and what, what is happening over and over and over again. It's only putting attention on him and only empowering him. And it's just a great example, no matter what, I'm not trying to take this down a political path necessarily, but it's just a great example of how law of attraction works, the process of creation works, that we go through this vibrational flow and we have this topic that for some takes us up to spiral and for others takes us down. But regardless, that topic is the focus. So that topic is going to stick around. And that's true in every aspect of our every aspect of our lives. If there's something that we continually focus upon that we don't want, we are giving power to it. We are we're continuing because the universe only knows yes. The universe is not benevolent. The universe is not judgmental. The universe is delivering what we think about, and we see evidence of that all around us. And and people want to make uh, source or God or the universe this judgmental thing but then turn right around and question, well, then why do bad things exist? Why do, why do negative things occur in our world if we have this benevolent higher power that is judging? Why would this benevolent higher power that is judgmental then not correct the things that we deem are wrong? Mm -hmm. It's because it's not. It's not judgmental. It's not a judgmental creative energy whatsoever. It's not discerning that way. It's sending what we're focusing on. Yeah. And I do notice, and I and, and if you disagree with this, you can always uh, <laughs> chime in or, or disagree. If you disagree with the Matt, you can always tell me. But I'm, I'm speaking to the listeners as well that the 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 idea of positive and negative that negative serves to create new positive, and there's always more positive than negative. I see more positive in the world than I do negative. Yet I hear from people all the time, especially just in you know brief interactions on social media, who believe that the world is just this horrible, awful, terrible, broken, dark place. There's nothing positive. And that's their perspective. But gosh, when I zoom out, I see the vast majority of, of what I'm observing in our world is positive. And I do believe that positive always wins, but it does take some negative to create new positive, the expansion of positive. Yeah, that's true. And I so, think once you start to once you start to understand that, sorry, David, once you start to understand that, you get into a sense of flow much more easily. Exactly, and that's my goal with all of this: is not to just say, "Hey, it's okay. We're going to have negative stuff. Let's just get over it." It really is to zoom out to a higher perspective and not be so judgmental of that which we consider negative, and not be so judgmental of the experience of other people. Because that's that that wanting to save the world from itself is rooted in judgment. Mm -hmm. We are judging someone else's experience as something that we don't want, so obviously they don't want it either. So we need to fix it for them. Yeah, exactly. But we're not experiencing it from their perspective. So how can we know what they really want and what they're really focusing on and why they're focusing on it? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Kind of stuff. <laughs> Why am I focusing on this? Um, I think what happens is you can get uh, stuck in kind of like a death spin, you know, like where you're kind of just spinning out of control, down the spiral, down the spiral, down the spiral, um, and it's it's really hard to kind of check out and and, and not obsess about it. Uh, but you have to. I think that's the work. The work is to be able to, um, you know, break that habitual cycle and consciously start to focus on on what you want and on where you want to where you want your life to be uh, if if you want a life that you are consciously creating yourself that's true not everybody does but most people say they want that but then the, the responsibility for that can be great yeah. And they, they yeah. slip back into, hey, it's a lot easier to blame all my problems on other people than to take responsibility for them myself and set about changing them. But if, and, and if I'm identifying you and you're out there listening to this, I promise you it's worth doing the work to, to accept responsibility for everything that you've created because then you have the power to, to change what's going to come next. And ultimately, you start changing what's happening in your now, which is even more powerful. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly.
And that's what I want for everybody. That's that's why I'm out here teaching this stuff. Yeah, it's funny. We're, we'll, we'll head out in just a bit of a in the last couple of minutes that we have before break and before I bring the stream in for you to, to ask your crazy questions to. Uh, <laughs> I was We were talking about The Secret, the book The Secret, um, last week on the show. And it just, I, I, I don't really watch TV, but I do watch YouTube. And I turned on YouTube over the weekend, and uh, and I have it on my Apple TV. And Joe Rogan popped up, and he was bashing yeah. The Secret. <laughs> uh, was he? <laughs> I thought it was so funny, and it wasn't a brand new episode either. It was it was for, well, he was criticizing Oprah. He said he loves Oprah, but she gave us a couple of things that he really despises, and one is the secret. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> he didn't really go too deep in. Well, it was this idea of the that you can just think of something and it just appears for you. He doesn't yeah. he doesn't like that, and I agree with that. I don't like the idea. I think in the book they were they were trying to get people to understand that you create your own reality via your thoughts. And that was the overriding message. And that's 100% true. We, we see evidence of that all around us all the time. But the idea of daydreaming about a material thing and having it just materialize in your front yard. I think there was a scene in the movie where there was a kid that was dreaming of a red bicycle and the red bicycle just materialized his front yard. <laughs> and why well, I always joke that I tried that with a Bentley Continental and I still don't have a Bentley Continental. So... <laughs> Didn't work so well for me. Yeah. I think so. I think so. Yeah, my, my, my Bentley turned into a pumpkin, I think. So um, I actually love my car. I, I shouldn't that, say that. Apparently, <laughs> apparently a fair few of the staff at Spotify are upset that uh, Rogan's coming on, and they petitioned the management to say, look, there's a number of things we don't think he should talk about. Uh, isn't that funny? Censor him internally. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, he shouldn't talk about the things that we disagree with. And the thing that I like yeah. about Joe Rogan is he has all kinds of different people on his show with all kinds of different yeah. beliefs and speaks to them with an open mind and with intelligence. I love that. I yeah. personally love that. That's why I like his show so much. And it is, I think it's the number one podcast, you know, right behind the stream of David. It's the number one podcast <laughs> out there. And that's probably why. But anyway, we do need to go to break. When we get back from break, though, Matt is going to be talking directly to the stream, and then we'll come back at the end and wrap all this up. We'll be right back with Matt Carden. The Taya practice is changing lives all over the world. Listen to what just a few of our Taya Bootcamp graduates have to say. Taya practice has taken my professional life, me, to a new level of abundance and happiness and joy on a daily level of existence that I didn't even know was possible. This work is profound. If you do the Taya boot camp and maintain a daily practice, you will fundamentally change your life. It changes everything about you and it, it, it will affect all other aspects of your life, your health, your, your career, your money, your relationships. And I think that certainly has helped with my anxiety, with my mental health. I'm realizing that, wait a second, I do deserve the best in life. If you're ready to release fear and old limiting beliefs and learn to truly trust the universe to deliver all your desires, then it's time for you to join Taya Bootcamp. Visit thestreamofdavid.com forward slash TYA today and book your free discovery meeting. We are here. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Um, we have some questions to ask you today, if we may. You may. Thank you. Uh, when we were talking with uh, David a couple of weeks ago in one of our mastery calls, we were asking about the uh, three laws of, of the universe that we're beginning to understand, polarity, attraction, and flow. Uh, and they formed a kind of triangle, which got us to be curious about geometric shapes. Can you talk a little bit, please, about the nature of sacred geometry and about the maybe the shape of our thoughts or the shape of the universe? The, 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 the term sacred geometry is, is, is all things in your world, is a human-created term based on your perception uh, of things that you have discovered and, 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 and things that you have created. The, the idea is, is rooted in that which we call vibrational flow. 
you 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 have this up and down vibrational flow for, from what you would call positive to negative, the, the top of your vibrational spiral to the bottom of your vibrational spiral. And your typical flow is not necessarily reaching the very top or the very bottom, but is fluctuating in the middle. And the flow without thought is very predictable. It is cyclical. And, and in this cyclical flow, creation is, is not occurring until there is a disruption in the flow via a contradictory thought. A, a, a thought that is disruptive to the flow will drive new creation. So you have this, this flow of positive and negative, and you have this these manifestations of positive things from the, the perspective of the creator. And, and, and by creator, we are speaking of you, not us. And from the perspective of the creator, there are wanted things and there are unwanted things. And the top of the spiral produces wanted things because you are believing, you are trusting. And the, the lower portion of the spiral is producing what you consider unwanted things because you're fearing and you're doubting. And in this vibrational flow, polarity is taking your vibration up and down in this cyclical motion. But the more intelligent the being, the more creative power you hold. And notice in, in relation to, to planet Earth, that which you call humanity has the most developed brain. And in the most developed brain, you have the, the greatest ability to disrupt this vibrational flow by wanting something different, by wanting something new, by creating something that is your dream, that is, 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 is something that you can create very quickly because you possess the ability to shift focus and, and, and dream well beyond what you are experiencing and what you call reality. So this ability to disrupt this vibrational flow and shift the direction of the flow is what creates these patterns that are represented with that which you call sacred geometry. Mm, okay. And so the, the, the geometry is a, is a visual representation of energetic flow. Indeed. The, the energetic flow, the, 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 there would be no expansion of the universe if there was not disruption to energetic flow. Every, everything would just exist. Correct. Mm -hmm. And so do you have guidance for us on how best to manage this flow? There's, if, if polarity is dragging us up and down and we realize that, how can we be more efficient in our daily lives when it comes to experiencing the energetic realm? The... the, the, the for lack of a better term, the real problem that, that, that humans have with vibrational flow, you, you are unique in this way on your planet, is your judgment of it. Your judgment of the lower vibrational flow being negative and, 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 and fearing your obstacles, fearing your own demise, which is inevitable. Think of all of the things that human beings fear that are for them inevitable. And from there, look at all of the things that are feared that are not inevitable. How much fear is experienced at this time on your planet across humanity? All of that, that, that fear creates what you would call a negative experience in lower vibrational, your lower vi vi vibrational field. And this vibrational flow is something that is quite natural for you. It is high energy to low energy, if you will, and, and, and essentially nothing more than that. But your thought process, your reaction to it, is what creates the true negative for you. That, that holding yourselves down in that lower vibration because of doubt and fear and envy and, 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 and self-loathing and all of these negative things, that is what creates the, the negative of it. The, the idea of a vibrational flow coming through and creating a few storms here and there for you to overcome can be met in joy. In fact, that is very much what the Taya practice is all about, is understanding your vibrational flow, understanding that, that regardless of your actions, you're going to go down in vibration and you're going to create some, some unwanted things in your lives 
i.e. not perfection. And in doing so, you are giving yourselves an opportunity for expansion, which is why you come here in the first place. So when the, the, the vibrational flow takes your personal vibration down and you find yourself down in lower vibration and you show appreciation for that and you understand that you, you are likely down there manifesting some obstacles or, or the slowing or canceling out of some of your desires to give you a more flavorful life experience and you show appreciation for that for what it is, you will move out of that territory swiftly up into higher vibrational territory where the solution to any manifested problem is, is going to reside. And the solutions will flow in as organically as the problem flowed in. And in, in doing this and in, in responding to this cycle in this way, your lives change quite a bit because you are no longer in stress. You are no longer in fear. You are no longer needing to judge anything. You, you, you are, are, are riding a wave of vibrational flow and you're enjoying the highs and appreciating the lows and solving the problems and they will be fewer and further between in this system because you are no longer holding yourselves down in low vibration for a prolonged period and you are solving your problems much more efficiently because you're allowing the simple ride back up to be the problem solver for you <laughs> and, 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 and in operating your lives this way those of you that are at the forefront of this practice are coming to understand how joyful all of it truly can be and it can, and in fact, from from a personal experience, some of the adaptation to this new life is not feeling guilty or uh, unworthy of having it unfold effortlessly. That is a component of it as well, because you that that is when when you begin to manifest with great ease, it is it is it is easy for you in your current day society to to turn that judgment switch back on because it is so well developed in all of you just like the fear switches these things can be easily accessed that's why we speak of detuning rather than eradicating the the, the detuning takes work in fact takes ongoing work because it, you have spent lifetime creating these things within yourselves and, and, and they are well developed across all of humanity and the detuning of them is something that is going to take a little bit of work and can change and be detuned rather quickly but it takes work indeed and ongoing work because as long as you are managing this vibrational flow you are mindful of where you are and how you're responding and, and fine-tuning your flow and your reaction to it and this becomes a lifelong journey should you choose to do so but those that have, have, have taken on the practice and, and let some of it go have found themselves reverting back to the way they were before they ever took it on in the first place. The good news is once you learn the practice and once you learn the process, you understand it and, and, and can move right back into managing your flow from a higher perspective. But the, the idea of, of, of finding perfection with this zoomed out approach is no longer even desirable to you because you come to really appreciate and understand the, the, the magic of life. And the magic of life is, is a flavorful life of, of ups and downs and wanted and unwanted. And all of it is inspiring you toward new creation and in removing the judgment of the aging process and removing the, the fear of death and removing the need for an absolute outcome removing the need for any material thing to, to materialize, to bring you joy, because you understand how to achieve joy in your now. These things are magical indeed, and, and they're available to all of you. But it is a, a massive mindset shift for many because you're taught to run on fear and judgment. And lack. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we are, we're brainwashed almost from birth immediately, you know, by the example our parents set, by the teachings our schools provide us, by the, the bombardments of, of social media and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, but, but you're right, it is such a joyous experience when we manage to get into that almost natural flow. Um, and, and it is our, we're almost out of time, but I think we've got time for one more little question. This sense of vibrational flow is really our intended natural state, isn't it? Can you, can you speak a little bit to that, please? Any physical environment is, is impacted by polarity, and all creation occurs via attraction. 
polarity creates the vibrational flow. The, 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 the up and down movement of, of vibration is a natural state of being in any physical environment. In fact, it is present in non-physical. It is just not expressed in the same way or experienced or judged in the same way in non-physical because you understand it. So when you fully understand it, it is not impactful to you in a negative way whatsoever. And, and that you understand it in your non-physical state, your completed state. But in a physical state, it is something that you are separated from especially specifically to planet earth at this point and, and certainly this is one of endless other physical environments but specific to planet earth where humanity is at this point in your linear time is you are coming out of a period of what we have labeled very simply society creation society building social engineering if you will and you, 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 your creation of social media and tools of mass communication is the culmination of all of that society creation coming together and creating a major disruption because of your ability to communicate like never before. That is the, the, the positive. There's contrast on all topics. So the positive uh, of, of social media is, is that you, you have this tool of communication and your questioning is causing the, the dissolution of many of your, your institutions of control. The negative, of course, is that, that many are becoming addicted and very controlled by social media. The, 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 that, exactly. that is yet another example of polarity, positive and negative on all topics. Positive will always prevail, though. Because we, we are pure positive energy, and we are the source of all creation, and we are the, the, the core of the energetic realm. Negative only exists to expand that which we are. So understand that regardless of what's going on in your world or your life, there is always going to be more positive around you than negative. It just depends on your focus, where you're choosing to focus your attention. And your past focus, your past habit of thought is very likely creating a set of circumstances that you may indeed judge as more negative than positive. But that is your creation. And the good news in, in accepting that that is your creation is once you accept that you have the power to create that in the first place, you then come to understand that you have the power to change it. And that is why we are here, flowing at this time in this way, because you are asking. There are enough human beings on your planet that are understanding this, perhaps quite frustrated with it, but understanding this process of creation like never before, and understanding that the fear-based rules and all of these other tools that have brought you to this place in society are no longer necessary. And in understanding that they're no longer necessary, you are, are moving from a period of focusing upon them and fearing them and setting your sights on what you want next. And what you want next, collectively, looks very much like this triangle of creation that we have provided to you. Understanding the universal law of attraction, understanding the universal law of polarity, and understanding that which we have labeled the vibrational, the law of vibrational flow. Mm -hmm. These three things understood are very transformative for your lives and certainly very transformative for humanity. And hopefully we'll get to unpack them some more with you uh, as we go. Um, we're, we're almost out of time now, but thank you very much for, uh, for coming and sharing with us. Um, we've, learnt, we've learnt a lot today. Do you have any final last minute uh, uh, messages for us before we go? Understand that, that, that there are many tools and many labels that, that are placed upon things that, that are all human perspective, human creation, and they are brilliant. We are communicating from beyond planet Earth, of course, but we are also of your planet as you are, and, and, and we are part of you. You are part of us. This co-creation of what's next using your existing language, using some of your existing tools, is a sign of evolution. What we are offering is an evolution of thought. What we are offering is understanding that that, that law of attraction was always intended to be one piece of the puzzle, not a solution for all things. 
and and, and now the because of social media and these other tools, the the idea of law of attraction spread so quickly, and has been utilized and, and, and certainly misunderstood on such a grand scale that now is the time to evolve it to a different place, and that is what we are offering to all of you. And if you are here observing these words, you are ready for this practice and ready for this information. This is why we flow to you in these ways at this time. With much love. That is all we have. Thank you. The Taya practice is changing lives all over the world. Listen to what just a few of our Taya Boot Camp graduates have to say. I'm so comfortable in my skin and who I am that it just has completely changed my world. It's amazing. I'm so full of joy and clarity every day to feel this good and this amazing. I, as I said, there's, there's no words. I can't stress enough how wonderful this program is. I was living in fear. My life felt like there was a constant groundhog day. Every morning I woke up, I felt, oh, here we go again, you know. This is the first time I feel like I took control of my own life. Probably the best thing ever is that I've always dreamed of this kind of life, and now I am living it. I'm creating it, and it's not a dream anymore, it's reality. It's time to awaken to abundance with the Taya practice and Taya Bootcamp. Visit thestreamofdavid.com forward slash TYA today to learn more about the Taya practice and book your free discovery meeting. And we're back with Matt Garden. I'm, I should say I'm back. <laughs> uh, how was that? That's right. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah it was really good. It's always good. I love talking to, to, to the stream. It's fantastic to be able to have that privilege, really. Um, they were speaking a lot about how, you know, the, the law of attraction is is misunderstood by, by a lot of people. And actually part of the reason they're flowing to us today is because, or at the moment, um, there are people who have a bit of frustration with how um, the law of attraction is understood and how they're uh, dealing with with the law of attraction, uh, it, it is more complicated than just think of something and it will appear. Um, I think that the, because of the technology we have today, information is spreading quicker and quicker, and misinformation is also spreading um, quickly. And so, uh, you know, part of the stream's teachings is that there are these three core laws: attraction, polarity, and flow. And, and understanding all three of them allows us to have a much richer uh, experience in during this lifetime. Um, so yeah, it was lovely. Yeah, and I um, I like simplicity, and I, and I think the, the the secret book and, and the idea of law of attraction is 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 very simple, and that's why I love what the stream has been. I understood that there was more to it way back. I, I, I did. I didn't always understand uh, vibrational flow. That's something that's sort of you know, developed with the Taya practice, and I love it. Uh, I'm really working to communicate it in such a way that people don't get so intimidated with all of these different terms and all of this. You know, I really want people to get this. Uh, and I'm not talking about boot camp. I'm talking about everybody that comes in contact with our teachings. You know, <laughs> I want everybody to learn Taya regardless of how they do it. And I'm passionate about it because I see the changes that it brings to people's lives. And I know the changes that it's brought to my life and, and certainly the, the people that are in mastery. And getting this vibrational flow and understanding it and appreciating it and respecting it is, mm -hmm. is so satisfying that, hey, you know, we're not here to just have all this material stuff that we think that we want. And it's funny that... Uh, somebody was talking about bloggers. Um, it was, I think it was a TikTok I saw, and she said she hates bloggers because they always make her feel bad about her life. <laughs> and I laugh at that because I have friends uh, that are bloggers. I have a lifestyle blogger friend, and I have a bodybuilder uh, person that is a friend of mine that uh, has a big Instagram following. 
Uh, and I know these people and I know that, you know, they're great at what they do and what they put out there, but I also know the other aspects of them. And just like me, none of us are perfect. None of us are living in, in a state of perfection. I think people choose to put out what they want to put out uh, for mass consumption, and that's okay. I don't even think that's a bad thing. I think it's inspiring. If somebody's in great shape, if somebody has a beautiful home, if somebody makes beautiful food, whatever it is, that stuff can be inspiring. And if you're using it for inspiration, I think that's a positive thing. But if you're using it as a tool to feel like crap about yourself because you can't achieve that or think that they're living some complete life of perfection and you're not, then you're, it's working against you. And you need to realize that you, know, you, you are seeing the version of them that they want to put out there. And then a lot of us do that. Uh, I don't put a whole lot of my life on, on social media anymore, especially since my identity theft, I don't. Uh, you know, I just put my spiritual teachings out there, but that's not all that I'm about. You know, it's just this, but this is what I think is worthy of mass consumption. So this is what I put out there. And I never want to come on here or anywhere and pretend like I'm some spiritual guru that's completely enlightened and living this life of perfection, that everything is just great all the time and I don't ever have any problems because that's not realistic. We're not here for that. We are here to manifest problems and obstacles and overcome them, and I have them, and everybody that I know has them. So this oh, this idea yeah. of perfection, if you're, yeah, if you're if you're seeing things on social media and, and feeling bad about yourself, change your perspective, or get off social media if you need to do that. Uh, I watched that, yeah. um, what was it called on on Netflix, the social, social dilemma. dilemma. And it's funny because right after that, I, I watched, uh, I haven't seen Black Mirror. I kind of quit watching TV shows, but uh, we got bored and uh, Michael had never seen Black Mirror. And I said, well, it's really well done. It's really interesting. It can be a little dark, uh, but it, have you seen Black Mirror? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt? Yeah. It gets me. To, yes, I have. So, <laughs> yeah, I can hear you. I didn't hear you if you answered it. So anyway, so yeah, Black Mirror is cool because it's, 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 some somewhat futuristic technology, but not so far in the future that you can't relate to it. It all seems like stuff that could be right now, right? It's stuff that's oh, yeah. probably in it's, development or something like it. And then, and then it's it's one click away yeah. from where we are now. Yeah. 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 And and a lot of it does highlight how social media can be a very damaging thing in our world. I, I you know, the stream talks all the time, I know, about how uh, social media is bringing us together as a planet and our collective questioning is, is causing this disruption, which ultimately is going to be a very positive thing. But addiction to social media or self-judgment because of social media um, is not a good thing. So we have exactly. to really limit our intake of, of something, especially if it's making us feel bad. To me, if anything's making you feel bad about yourself, you need to cut yourself off of, off of it for a while do some vibrational work, and then when you are feeling stronger in your ability to absorb something without self-judgment, then maybe you can go back to it. But if it's making you feel bad about yourself, stop it, right? <laughs> That's yeah, David's exactly. advice. If it's making you feel bad about yourself, stop it. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I enjoy looking at, you know, nice cars and, and beautiful food and pretty houses and cute dogs and all that stuff, as long as it's uplifting and I'm not sitting there for hours staring at it. You know, there's always something more productive I could be doing. But, you know, gosh, going down this, I'm not in good enough shape or my house isn't big enough or, you know, like I was joking earlier about, you know, have, not having the Bentley and all that stuff. You know, I want to look at things that, and be inspired and, and made happy at these beautiful expressions of source that we've created as humanity but I don't want to beat myself up about not having something mm. because I know that's counterproductive. That's, that's not going to help me in any way. No, exactly. And that, that just reinforces a negative cycle instead of appreciating it as a um, positive cycle. You know, it's, 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 if, if you're appreciating something in beauty and looking at it and, and, and not feeling lack from that, then it's a good thing. If you're looking at something and thinking, I'll never get to have that, that's awful, stop doing it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Turn, turn your well, and, and, and having the ability to, to look at something, yeah, look at something in appreciation without needing to possess it. And mm -hmm. the things that we do possess, not attaching ourselves to them for our happiness or self-worth, because material possessions can come and go. Exactly. And, exactly. you know, I don't want to hang my happiness on that. And I've had material possessions come and go and come again. And it's, I, I just think it's part of the joy of the, the flow of life. 
that I live in these different places and these different homes and some of them are very grand and some are not and you know some of the cars I've had are fantastic and some are the car I drive right now is three years older when I bought it it was three years older than the car I was turning in mm-hmm. but I like this car better even though it's not my Bentley I talk about <laughs> it's mm-hmm. but I, I love this car I love it it's a car yeah. that I bought used and I love it and I had lots and lots of brand new cars before that that I never was affection, as affectionate toward as I am this one. I really love this car and appreciate it. And if something were to happen to it tomorrow, I would be okay with that too. But it took me a long time to get here because I used to always need the best and the newest and the best I could get. Yeah. And I realized yeah. that I was looking for happiness in that. And when I realized that no, no amount of material possession was ever really going to make me happy until I figured out how to be happy without it, that was a big game changer to me, big big game yeah. changer to me. When I no longer needed this this other thing to be happy, or this specific outcome, or this person in my life, gosh, it's so freeing when you just don't need any of those things or any particular outcome, and you realize that that needing to possess a lot of stuff is really rooted in lack and fear anyway. Oh, hundred percent. 100 because you're 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 either not wanting to sit with yourself or running away from something or you're you're never happy i mean how many times have you spoken to people who just got something i wish i've gotten that one or this is the one i really wanted but i ended up with this one it's like man five minutes ago you didn't have either so just be grateful for the one you have you know i think that that kind of yeah well it's like the the high of getting something new you know it comes and goes so quickly and then is it even as exciting once you have it yeah, yeah. Usually and not. There's been a lot. Yeah, there there have been lots of studies done uh, by by psychologists and um, and sociologists that say actually the anticipation of something is better than the actual thing. You know, looking forward to Christmas, looking forward to a holiday is often better than the actual holiday. Um, and that and that often people are excited when, you know, they're they're planning and 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 anticipating something. So imagine if you could be as excited about your daily life as you are about your dream holiday or Christmas or Hanukkah or, or, or whatever, you know, whatever religious celebration you celebrate. Wouldn't that be yeah. wonderful to be waking I up this morning really going, point. this is amazing, you know. It's Tuesday. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I can't wait for Tuesday. Tuesday's the best. I just love Tuesday. Yeah. That's true. That's very, very true. Well, you know, I do try to build things to look forward to in my everyday life and, and, you know, certain periods of the day. Like I enjoy my morning coffee with Michael uh, every day. You know, I I call it cocktail hour. We don't have cocktail every night, but I do call it cocktail hour. Uh, You know, those two times a day where we're just kind of hanging out and when the weather's nice, we're outside and playing with Lola. You know, those are just the wonderful moments of life. That aren't about being on a fancy yacht or off on a great, you know, vacation or, and I appreciate them even more during COVID. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, to me, that's true happiness. Anything else uh, before we're out of here? uh, Anything else from the stream that you want to sort of unpack in these last few minutes? Just trying to think. No, I th- th- you know, I mean, the, the, the key was: look, the more you can relax about the vibrational flow, the less negative you will have in your life. And it's really, really important to understand just how, um, you know, everything flows from your sense, general sense of well-being, and from your trust, <laughs> from your trust in the abundance that the universe wants to bring you. Good words as always. You know, There's one other yeah, thing that I'm going to bring up, and this is something that uh, I, I talked about. <laughs> you shut me down there for a moment. I had to think about that. Um, the 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 idea around food. It's funny that you 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 had asked a question in the book That's right. uh, about food, and yeah. I I got deep into a, a channel and response to it, and realized that wow, I've gotten off the practice regarding food. I've decided to start demonizing carbohydrates again. That, you know, the, the weight that I've put on during COVID is all about the carbs I've been eating and they're so bad and I've got to stop that. And I've got to diet. And I thought, wait a minute, I need to stop thinking that and start blessing my food because what the stream said about food was that we need to think about the intention that goes into the food that we're consuming. And more importantly, 
what is our intention in consuming it. That means more than any amount of diet and exercise or, or anything is the vibration and our ability to absorb something and allow our bodies to be the natural filters that they are and filter things out mm. and, and utilize things in a more efficient way. And I realized that I used to think that and I had a great practice around that and I got away from it. I started, you know, cooking lots of uh, pasta and cakes and all this stuff and I, we started gaining weight and then I realized, oh gosh, we have to stop all this stuff and I've got to demonize all this and I need to go back to my intermittent fasting and I can't have bread and I can't have, you know, flour, can't have sugar, can't have any of this stuff. And, and I realized that I was probably digging myself into quite a hole there thinking that way and demonizing the stuff that I eat because I noticed I wasn't losing any weight going back to the gym every day and still not taking anything off and thinking, gosh, it's because I'm demonizing what I'm eating. What is my body supposed to do to something with something that I'm automatically thinking is bad because I'm eating it? So of course my body's going to react in a negative way. So that question about food was uh, very well-timed for me. And we, if we can build a belief system around eating anything that we want, we can, but it's, it's again, doing the work to build that belief system and thinking about the intention that goes into the food that we're eating and the intention that we're putting into it as we're eating it. Those two are the most important things, always, always, always. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Intention, intention trumps everything. Definitely. And speaking of Trump, he's healed now, did you hear? <laughs> <laughs> he got out of the hospital today and says he's all better. So uh, we can celebrate that, the President of the United States. Uh, it was tested positive for COVID and he's healed within a couple of days and miraculous. It is absolutely miraculous. We have to, we have to give gratitude for that. Right. Uh, <laughs> I just laugh with Matt because Matt's, Matt's, uh, outside the United States. And I, I think our country is uh, very entertaining to him as it is to many Matt, people. So I'm glad that we can put some entertainment value out there. Yeah. Someone said recently, I was reading a news report and I said, yeah, the leader of the free world. And I'm like, yeah, not anymore, buddy. Um, I mean, people, someone was saying, over the decades, you know, people used to like fear and revere the states and look at it with awe and wonder. And now it's kind of just pity, really. It's like, oh, it's like, a, it's like an awesome reality. Oh, poor America now. now. <laughs> we just sit there and like, uh, oh my you know, God, it's not so what's bad. Next? It's all what we create out of it. Well, I don't, you know, yeah. I think it's fine. So it just, I don't true, give any uh, attention to it whatsoever. It's just fun <laughs> to joke about sometimes. Matt, yeah, thanks so much for being fun. here. It's always great having you Pleasure, on. David. And thank, thank you, you all guys. for listening. I'm hoping you all got something really productive out of this show. Namaste, everyone. Namaste. Bye-bye.